Um, this is the show where every week we pick a musical topic, then we watch video clips based on that topic and talk about the clips. Isn't that right, Kirk Pinchon? That is correct, Paul Champanelli. Thank you. I forgot to say my name and we fixed it. But we made it a thing. Yeah, we edited in camera. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, but that is what we do. We pick a musical topic. Uh, we've done a couple of sequels yep. to old topics from our last couple episodes. Yep. This episode, we've got a new topic. Hot and fresh? Kind of a weird one. A little weird. Uh, this episode, we're talking about kids. Yeah, woohoo! Fun! Uh, there is child and teen stars. Child and teen stars, yeah. yes. Sounds weird, except I like it because, after all, boiled down to its essence, pop music and rock music is for kids. Yeah, 100%. And why not be by kids for kids? Yes, and there's so many of them. Yeah. There's so many teen stars and there, kid stars. There should be. I yeah. mean, there's so much rock and pop music, and a lot of it is very adult, and a lot of it is very pretentious. Mm -hmm. But when you go back to the beginnings of rock, it's just, it's party music for teens. Is yes. what rock and roll was in its purest form. Exactly. And so, I think it's about time we celebrate teen and... Child, we're going to get some really young. Yeah, <laughs> get some weird shit coming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but each generation has their own teen and kid stars that you celebrate and yeah. that you remember and stuff like that. Yeah, I specifically met the challenge with okay, uh, each song I chose, there has to be someone who's not eighteen. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They have to be legally. Children. Yes, they're the legally minors. Yeah. Because uh, there were a couple that I thought, oh, I'm going to put this in. And I was like, ah, oh, they're 19 or 20. Yeah. Too old. Just like the music biz. 1920, too old. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, for this one, I decided to put the clips in chronological order. Oh, okay. So I'm going to have a couple in a row and yeah. then like all of yours and then the rest <laughs> of mine. That sounds about right. Because I went back to the 50s and 60s for yeah. a couple of mine. One of the early, one of the 50s rock and roll stars and one of the early teen idols is my first pick. Mr. Ricky Nelson. I mean, he's almost like the prototype. Yeah. Yeah. Ricky Nelson's great. I'm a big Ricky Nelson fan. For his music. I've never seen The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. Don't think I have either. Uh, he started as an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, if listeners don't know this, on a sitcom. Actually, it was a radio show first in the oh, late 40s. wow. He'd been around for a while. And he was nine years old when he started on it. Wow. In like 49. Mm -hmm. And then it became a big TV sitcom in the 50s where... I didn't know this until I was looking at these facts in preparation for this episode. I didn't know Ozzy and Harriet. I thought those were like the characters' names. Were married in real life. Had no idea. And Ricky Nelson was really their kid. Wait, you thought that? No, that's what is the truth. No. Yes. Really? Ozzy and Harriet Nelson and their own children, they all played themselves. It was... I never knew that. Yeah. Oh my God. Neither did I. Okay. I mean, I at least know that my parents listen to this show yeah. and they're probably going, you didn't know that, you idiot? You like, <laughs> Everyone knows on. that. You're not but my I'm son. Not, I'm not a baby boomer. I've no. never seen Ozzy and Harriet. Nope. Nor I. The only way I know Ricky Nelson yeah. was when he's in the 70s and had a song called Garden Party. But then he was Rick Nelson. Yeah, he was name? Rick Nelson. It's a great yeah. song. Garden Party. It's like a good soft rock yes. song. And of course, his kids were Nelson. Yes. The the long... the Were they twins? Yes. Nelson? 
I can't live without yeah. your loving. In the affection. late 80s, his yes. twin sons, Gunner and. Oh, it's Gunner and then a normal name. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. like Jason or yeah. something like that. Yeah, Todd. Um, I don't remember their music. I remember them because they were like hunky and they had they both had long blonde hair. Yeah, and they had the two big hits. They had that and After the Rain, which is a terrible song. Yeah. Also... And as a duo, they just went by Nelson. Went by Nelson. Which is kind of cool. He also had a daughter who was an actor, Tracy Nelson, Oh, who was in the very underrated but very influential Square Pegs. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of Square Pegs. Yeah. I've never seen, I know that it's where uh, Sarah Jessica Parker yes. kind of Yeah, so Tracy Nelson was in yeah. that. Yeah, that's your generation. Yeah. I would not have seen Square Pegs. No, but I, I mean, it barely that. lasted yeah. a season, but the big thing was she was in it. Rick Nelson tragically died in a plane crash in 1985. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. He was only in his 40s. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but he was great. And, uh, you know, like I said, he started as a child actor, and then in the late 50s, uh, when he was a teenager, became a rock and roll star. Uh, starting in like 1957, which is when this first song comes from. And then he got—he was in like Rio Bravo a couple years after that. He oh, became yeah. an actor. Like he was just like yeah, he had a good career. He's just cool. Yeah. His music is good rock and roll, and he's like impossibly handsome. So of course he was a ridiculously good looking dude. Yeah, and also you'll see when 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 I start the clip. You'll, I'm sure you will wonder when since I pointed out, like I've been wondering, how come everybody's not talking about how exactly like Ricky Nelson Chris Evans looks. Oh, okay. Put that in my head and then yeah. I'm going to see. Okay. <laughs> but this song is Waiting in School. <laughs> it's such a kid song. Which he recorded at the age of 17. Mm-hmm. I think he might have been 18 by the time it was released, but I'm counting it because he was 17 when he recorded it. And people might know this because it appears in Pulp Fiction when they go to Jackrabbit Slims. Oh. But it's not the Ricky Nelson record that's playing. It's diegetic sound within the movie a ricky nelson impersonator is performing it in the restaurant oh i might might be familiar with this then and ricky nelson also performed the song on an episode of ozzy and harriet called picture in rick's notebook (laughs) and if you want to know what the plot of that episode is you'll have to watch it because i didn't do that much homework. come on we can only do so much but this is just pure rockabilly goodness He looks exactly like Chris Evans, doesn't Chris he? Chris Evans with, with the pompadour. Yeah, it's, it's Captain pompadour. America right there. Holy fuck, right there. God damn it. Yeah, the 50s Chris Evans. He should do the Ricky Nelson story. Yeah, well, he's too old now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's, he could do like the Rick Nelson yeah. story maybe, but wow. yeah. Wow. Isn't that like that's uncanny? freaky. Yeah. Oh yeah, I totally remember this from... Pulp uh, Fiction. Yeah, yeah, he's walking in. That's when they when they first walk yes. into the restaurant, they're sort of walking around, walking their table. Yeah. He's got a cool rock and roll voice. He's great looking. Great voice. Yeah. Plays his going guitar. Yeah. A little too understated for me. Maybe they made him be that. See, what you're calling understated, you're confused. That's called cool. No, because that's what you're trying to do on the podcast earlier, and I wouldn't call it cool. Yeah. <laughs> relax. I think it's you cool. can. I think you can give me a little more heat. Oh, I totally remember this song. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. really good. What's the deal with those guitars? What are those? Do you know what those are? Uh, I didn't get a look at it. Let me okay. see when they come I just back. call it big giant fifties guitar. Yeah. Second verse, 
same as the first, and then that's it. It's yeah. Just the, that's yeah. All we, that's all you need. Oh, my God. It's a two-minute song. Yeah. Holy God. I know there's so many rock and roll songs about buckling shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's a good song. Yeah, it's, it's a fun... It's, yeah. it's a little ditty. Yeah, rockabilly. I like all the kids in the group, uh, in the audience are like, Hey, he's good. Want to dance? Yeah. But they're going to leave. You want to go make out in my really? car? I wonder if this is it, this clip must be from that episode of Ozzy and Harry. Yeah, it must have been. Uh, I don't know what you'd call that guitar. It's, okay. It's an acoustic he's holding. Okay. But I don't know what brand or style it is. All I see is Chris Evans. It's I mean, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Now that you see it, now that you say it, that's all I see. Yeah. I see nothing else. Yeah. Boom. Two identical verses, and then like a real quick sort of coda that repeats the chorus, and then you're out. That's what a song should be. That's what it should be. Yeah. You, you listen to the verse the first time, and you're like, okay, now I know the words. You sing along when they repeat it exactly, and, you're and good. then it's just, you're out. You move on. Move on. Efficient. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a great <laughs> pop song. <laughs> Paul's like, two minutes, great, done. Yeah, yeah. Two uh, minutes. Two minutes is perfect. Perfect. Yeah. A minute and a half, even <laughs> 30 seconds is great. I love it. You get in, you get out. So you basically just want a jingle. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, it's all I need. It's just got to be memorable and catchy. You snap your fingers, you bob your head. All right. Bring <laughs> okay, on the next okay. one. Give me yeah, the next yeah, one. Give me another great. 30 seconds. I love it. All right. Well, we're going to do something a little bit more dramatic for my second clip. Uh, this is flash forward to 1963. Mm-hmm. Uh, this person recorded this very famous record that you'll know at the age of 14. Oh. And she still holds the record for the youngest female artist with a Billboard number one. Wow. At 14. Okay, yeah. At 50. She recorded it at 14. By the time it became a number one hit, she was 15. Mm -hmm. So that's what the record is. Yes. Um... But but she still holds that record. No one younger than fifty. No female artist younger than fifteen has a Billboard number one. Wow! Since nineteen sixty three. That's an impressive record. And her name, and I'll see if it rings a bell in its own. Well, you're looking at the screen, so you I'm can see what it, it is. I'm looking at it. It doesn't. Little doesn't. Peggy March. No, unless we've had her on the show before. No, and this is this is kind of a one hit wonder for her. Okay. She might have technically had other hits, but this is the song that people know, and you know the song. It's I will follow him. I love him. I love him. Yes. Oh, that's... She was 14. 14. Oh. Yeah. And when you hear it, you'll go, where's that voice coming out of a 14-year-old? That's crazy. Because of course I know that song, but I would never have thought that that was a 14-year-old. Fun fact about this. It was covered by Ricky Nelson. There's probably a million covers of it, but Ricky Nelson covered it like the same year as I Will Follow You. Because oh. you better not fuck with those pronouns. You can't. That's wrong back then. But now this is just the song that everyone knows from Sister Act. That's like, exactly. It's exactly. this song, and uh, they changed my guy to my god. My god. Oh, but those boy. those two sixty songs are now yep. like Sister Act. Oh my god! This is but this is this is a cool clip of of little Peggy March performing it, and this voice has no business coming out of a fourteen year old yeah. girl. <laughs> and it's a great. It's a classic. I totally so remember good. this song. Yeah. Those are like background singers. Wow. That's not nice. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, she looks 14. Yeah. Those 60s that, that voice is like. 
too much. Yeah, you so mature. I never knew that she was this young. No, I didn't even know. Like little Peggy March, I didn't really know that name. I just know this song. Right? No, yeah, same. Wow. Like it's like deep and like mature. And yeah. she could have been like if you said, "Well, a twenty-one-year-old," I was like, "Well, that's young too." Yeah, I never even knew it was like a teen, let yeah. alone that young of a teen. It's just uh, wow. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's the the chorus. You just know. I don't know the verses. Yeah. I just know the chorus. It's just one of those '60s songs that like exists in yes. the, and like everybody knows it. Every like yeah. get your sounds of the '60s record right that's here. Right, yeah. and this would be it. Peggy yeah. March. I do like when these '60s pop songs had a little bit of a string arrangement in them. Mm-hmm. Adds to the drama. Yeah, makes it a little more. Yeah. Uh, you can feel it a little more. Yeah. I wonder what this show is. It might be Shindig or one of those types yeah. of shows. I don't. Uh, I didn't look no. it up. Yeah. I saw a video uh, from just a couple years ago where she like re-recorded it and made a new video for oh, its really? for its 60th anniversary. Oh my god! And she looked great. Yeah. And her voice sounded good, but the like. Like the rearrangement, modernization of it. It was just, it was crap. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> you don't really need to modernize this. Yeah. It should yeah. just stick in time. It was real cheesy. Yeah. And this song is not cheesy. It's no, good. No, no. It's got real drama to it. Yeah. And that sort of melodrama of 60s pop. Yeah. Also, of like a teenager, like, wherever he goes, I'm going. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. I love shit like this yeah. from the 60s. Wow. Yep. A big voice for someone who acts so demure. Yeah, exactly. She's like yeah. bowing her head. Yeah. Wow. Had no idea that was a teenager. Neither did I. None. Yeah. I found it just because I was... Uh, I found that that was the record for the youngest female artist with a Billboard number one. And yeah. I was like, who the hell is Little Peggy March? And I was like, oh, I will follow him. Yeah, of course I know yeah, that Yeah, of song. course. Yeah. Now that you say it, you're like, oh, of yeah. course. That's, that's common sense. Yeah. Yeah. 14 when she recorded that. Wow. Nuts. Nuts. Okay, now let's watch a bunch of your videos. All right, let's get into the 70s. Yeah, go right to the 70s. We've had this group on before. It seemed familiar. Yes, yeah. not the song, but the group, the Silvers. We had them on the disco episode okay. very early on because they sang the theme song to the disco movie, basketball movie, The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh. Oh, right. Was this yes. a family band? It's a family band, okay, yeah. yeah. Huge family band. Like, you'll see this video and you're like, there's like eight people in it. Yeah. And like two thirds are teenagers and then they're uh, and then the West one third is like nineteen and twenty. Okay. <laughs> but the majority of them are teens. This is the Silvers. They got their start like way early, like as like little teeny kids. A couple of them were on the uh Groucho Marx I Bet Your Life. Oh Just yeah, like dancing around like 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 little tiny little kids. So when they started they were all little. Yeah. And then and then they grew up and then the seventies the dad put them together and they're the Silvers, and their big hit that everyone knows is Boogie Fever, uh, which I'm you know sure I know it, it if I heard Despicable it. Despicable Me, it's been all over. You've heard it a million yeah. times. But I went. A well, little... let's be clear. I've never seen Despicable Me, <laughs> but I'm sure I've. I've you'll know. I know you'll know song. Boogie Fever. But it's like, it's such a generic disco song yeah. title that I'm like, okay, there's Boogie Wonderland. Yeah. Boogie Fever. It's it's a very it's a great song, but yeah. it's a very in the pocket disco song. Yep. This is from 1976. This is called Hotline. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the original video. 
and it's wonderful. They wait till you see how they're dressed. They're dressed like seventies classy. Sure. I yeah. Hey, everything was classy. Yeah, everything was classy in the seventies. Again, under three minutes. Nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's get the operator. Yeah. Oh, they're doing a little. Oh, yeah. I love the choreo. Eight people, five guys, three girls. Wow. The choreography is great. Oh, they're great. Yes. The guys in tuxedos, the girls in dresses. Yeah. Oh, I love them. I like how two of the girls are wearing matching dresses, and one of them is uh, yeah. is not. So the girls and the lead singer were the teens, I believe. Okay. You can kind of tell the guys in the back are a little bit older. Yeah. And then there's a real little kid on the left. Well, yeah, one of them's got a mustache. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, th- this hook right here is my favorite. Oh, two of them have mustaches. Oh, and then there's your, like, Michael Jackson. Yeah, there's the little one. Look, He looks yeah. like Michael. He does. The, one, the lead singer looks like Tito, kind of. Yeah. If you're going to compare them to the Jackson. I mean, they have, like, three or four big hits. Yeah. Big disco hits. I've never heard this. Yeah. This is the first one. This is like right a little before disco was like a blue one. Yeah. Yeah, because this is a little more soul and not yes. pure disco. Yeah. And then Boogie Fever and yeah. Fish the Safe Kids Break of Pure Disco. This uh, is my this, favorite song of them. Oh, this is so good. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. And then it's great too because like they, they would be, they'd be on like the Merv Griffin show and yeah. all those other shows doing the exact same choreography, yeah. tuxedos, dresses every time. Yeah. I love I love this temptation style of like I don't even know if it counts as choreography. They're sort of oh yeah, it's an in sync sort of. It's definitively choreography, but yeah. it is. It's, it's not it's, like difficult dancing. No, it's repetitive, but it's, but it's all very yeah. tight. Yeah. Yeah, which is what the temptations were. Uh. Oh, this is so fun. I just listened to this song this morning. Yeah, this is like uh, 70s roller rink music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, describing a time and place like when I did not exist, but, that, but I have that sense. You are spot on. Like, That's yeah. exactly what it was. And you love hand claps. Oh, hey man, hand claps are just like, just like the perfect like flavor enhancer it's, it's for like any pop song. For Paul. Yeah. You hear a hand clap and you're like, oh, this card is great. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of got lost in time in the '70s because by like '79, maybe '80, they were done. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, an eight-person family band. Yeah. Uh, I wonder where where are they now? I don't know. I, some of them passed away, but I can't I'm remember. Sure, yeah. None of them went on to do any real solo stuff. Yeah. Uh, this next artist, uh, I know well for. I know you what know, you know well for. Well, I know him. Uh, the first time I ever saw him in my life was in a little movie called The Outsiders. Shockingly, he's great in it. He is great. Such in a it. good fucking dick. He doesn't get much to do because he's only in a couple scenes yeah. before he gets fucking pieced out. Yeah. <laughs> when, jo- yeah. when Johnny stabs him to death. Because yeah, he plays like the leader. John and his best friend. Yeah. I think his name is Bob in the movie. Yeah, he's the leader of the Bob Soch. the Soch. The yeah, Soch. leader of the Soches. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Ralph Macchio pieces him out. Yeah. Uh, and then I found out later in the 90s from his Behind the Music. That's where I figured, yeah. Uh, on VH1 that he was this teen star. 
who then fell into uh, drug trouble, Massive. the way a lot of yeah. teen stars do. Um, Leaf Garrett. Leaf Garrett. Uh, I mean, his behind the music was fascinating. It is fascinating because he got eaten up and used up. Yeah, he looked... I, I looked it up and at the time... Of the behind the music, he was roughly my age. Now he was like in his Ooh. late. He was like thirty eight or something yeah. like that. But even for thirty eight, he was a hard thirty eight. Hard living thirty eight. Yeah, I had to double check because I was like, wait, is, did he pass? And he's not. No, he's alive. He's still with us. He's still with yes. us. Because I was like, I was like, wait a minute, did he? Um, but I did see, you know, the the emotional core of the behind the music special. He had an incident when he was still a teenager where he was like stupid drunk and yeah. high on quaaludes and. Drunk drove and caused an accident, mm. and he had a passenger in the car, another teen friend of his, that he put the kid in a wheelchair. For the yes. Rest like, the other guy ended up a paraplegic from this accident. And they, or in sort of a gross way, because it was like set up for TV, yeah. but, the, but the behind the music like re- <clears throat> reunited them. Yeah. And then there was this honestly sort of affecting thing where like Leaf Garrett like broke down in yeah. this guy's arms and had like this guy was forgiving him. Yeah. I and, remember and, that. And moment. you can wow. see like yeah, you fucked up, but also he was just a teenager and he was a pop star and like obviously like crushed his spirit. Yeah, I mean he was a super young dude yeah. who started out, you know, he did acting, he did singing. Yeah. And they're just like, here, go out and make us money, make us money. Yeah. Oh, you're an adult, fuck off. Yeah, used him and, yes. and discarded him, like so many child stars. Yes. So I do have a lot of sympathy for Leaf Garrett. Uh he was amazingly charismatic when yeah. you watch any footage of him from the time which we're about to. And I and I always Saw him like, wow, what a fucking tragic figure. Yeah. And, and I also saw that, sadly, the, the his friend who was in a wheelchair died a couple years yeah. ago from, you know, still from physical problems. Yes, from yeah. complications from his. Yeah. Um, but, but Leaf Garrett is still with us. And yeah. he still, like, acts and, and makes music and stuff. Um, but... Yeah, uh, let's watch. Well, let's, uh, do you know this? I was made for dancing. This was a huge this was a huge hit. I'm sure I know it from like the behind the music. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's so very much. Let's make a disco song with his kid and make some money. Yeah, so it's not great. It's not. This sounds terrible because it's disco. It's not really done organically. It's done for a cash cow. So it's not great, but it's not awful. It's not an awful song. It's just yeah. not great. It's it's it's. Uh, well, when you look at him now and, like, look at some of the music, whatever it is that he's made, like, he clearly, like, wants to be a rock guy. Yes. And they were like, no. And I'm sure even at the time, he was, like, a rock kid. And yeah. they were like, you're going to make this music because this is what's going to make us money. Yes. I mean, his first song wasn't this. It was, oh, it's a terrible cover because the song sucks anyway. The Wanderer. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Of, uh, that, is it uh, uh, Dion? Dion? Yeah. Dion? Yeah. That was his first song. Mm-hmm. And you could tell they're just like, kid, just shut up and sing this. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you like this? It's okay yeah. at best. It's it's more... Like you said, nostalgic. it's a disco like cash cow. It's a disco cash cow, and I love disco. But, but the this, kid's charisma is undeniable. The kid's charisma is great. Yeah. And it's also like just nostalgic, because I heard this song all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's just ridiculous disco. Yeah, it's, it's by the numbers yes. for sure. Yeah. This, this dancers. I mean, the dancers look good. Yeah, they do. Look at this keyboardist. And beardy on the piano. <laughs> beardy. 
I like he looks fucking cool here. Yeah, he's I mean he's a great looking kid. I must have been like sixteen or here or something. It, you can yes, it's obviously like oh yeah, that's why he was on so many girls posters yeah. on girls' walls and yeah. He's a he's a teen idol. Yeah, the fucking hair. But you can almost tell like he's not into this. <laughs> no. He's kinda like, okay, I guess I have to. Like I'm sure he was glad he was successful. Yeah. And that this song was huge. But yeah, he's not really like, hey, I'm a disco guy. Yeah. He didn't give a shit about disco. I mean, he's wearing a leather jacket with a red t-shirt underneath. It's like, that's, a, that's you, I, I wonder how much discussion there was over what he was going to wear. Oh, you know I'm sure I mean? a ton. Yeah. I'm sure like, a ton. You're going to wear a jumpsuit. And he was like, fuck, I'm not. <laughs> no, at least give me this. Yeah. But yeah, I bet you he's kind of like, nah, I don't really like this. He wants to be cool and this isn't cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of lame disco. Yeah, yeah. But the girls are going to love it. You're going to make... I mean, not your... We're going to make a lot of money yeah. off of this. <laughs> There's a... Uh, the, I just learned this. Yeah. You know who used to party with Leaf Garrett in the early 80s? Who? Or mid-80s, rather? Jason Bateman. Okay, that, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, like the mid to late 80s. Uh, when Bateman was like kind of struggling because he was a teen actor and now he was getting into his 20s. Yeah. I guess him and Le- Leif Garrett, Leif, Leif Garrett, Leif Garrett used to yeah. just fucking party all the time. <laughs> like he's brought it up on his podcast and you're yeah. just like, wow. Yeah, you bring up a good point. You're like, you're really cool in this. I'm not sure if you really give a shit about this song. Yeah. All right, at least now he's smiling. Now he's smiling a bit. Well, because he's like, the song's almost over and I can go, I can go do cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> How old is he here? Like 15, 16? I think 15 or 16. Yeah. I can't imagine him being 17. I yeah. I think he's like 15, 16. I mean, even in The Outsiders, which is like, what, five years, six years later? I think he looks way different. Yeah, you know? Outsiders I mean, was like 82, yeah. Yeah, he got rid of the long hair. It's not blonde anymore. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. Yeah. There's some other movie he made like before this that I saw like Quentin Tarantino talking about. Saying oh, he was great really? in that too. Yeah, yeah, he was a good actor. Like, there's, there's a lot there's, of guest Yeah, spots. there's an alternate timeline where like Leif Garrett made it as an actor. Which, yeah, 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 it, exactly. Had a good uh, '70s '80s acting career. I'm sure he could have had that second act if he didn't self-destruct so badly. I'm you know? sure there's a lot of that too because he did so much cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a great disco song. No, but but it sold units and posters and uh, yeah. put him in. I don't know. Was Tiger Beat a thing yet in the seventies? Yeah, Tiger Beat. I think was. A I thing. think of that as an eighties thing. Dynamite. Yeah. Sure. Dynamite yeah. was one of those magazines. Yeah. 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 Uh, tragic figure. I'm, but you know, I'm glad he's still with us and uh, he's out here in Hollywood and he does. You know, sure shows. shows and Peter comes in. And he makes his money. And yeah, and uh, I hope that uh, he's doing all right. Hope that he's hope that he's happy. I, I I wish for health, wealth, and happiness for Leif Garrett. He's been through enough. He's had enough at problems. And he did it to himself, but he doesn't, you know. Yeah. Let the universe cut Leif Garrett a break. Yeah. Give him some happiness. Let, let him have some, some joy. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now, oh, now your, yeah. your, your guy is next. Let's, let's go ahead to the 80s. Let's now. go right into the 80s yeah. and get right into Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. Now, this is 1986. Six. So, it's him solo. This is him solo. This is from... His uh, debut album, Bobby which you, Brown. Which you have said is not good. It's not good. Yeah, because he doesn't get good until... Uh, Don't Be Cruel. Don't Be Cruel. Yes, so this is like... 
1986. The album is called King of Stage. Yeah, I love that title. It's a great title. Yeah. He's got, he had two songs on it that were hits. Uh, one was called Girl Next Door, mm-hmm. which we played kind of. We did it in the dance episode mm-hmm. uh, when I showed Dance Party USA. I remember that. He was doing the yeah. Dance Party USA. Yeah. This is his ballad mm-hmm. called Girlfriend, and it's kind of lame. <laughs> I was going to ask, even if the album is not great, do you like this song? No, I like Girl Next Door because yeah. it's kind of funky. This is very much <clears throat> kind of a mid-tempo ballad not really f jam because it's not hot enough to be an f jam because it's it the he's, he's too young for he's it too to young be that for much it. of an f jam show uh it's not great but it does have saxophone in it oh so well it is the 80s it is the 80s and this video is very much yeah. like i'm in high school let's do all the high school <laughs> things i want a girlfriend yeah what's what's new edition doing in 86 new edition had just finished the um is that doo-wop album <laughs> <laughs> well, 85 was the, not Count Me Out, it was, uh, uh, um, the... I thought it was Count Me Out. Oh, yeah, it was Count Me Out, no, uh, Count Me, you have to count me one before my girl. Isn't, yeah, yeah. Isn't the album just called New Edition? Just called self Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, they had done that, and then I think they were probably doing the doo-wop or the Christmas album or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, because because yeah, because because Bobby's on that album. Yes, but then at, subsequent to that, they kicked him out, and then yeah, and this didn't this like this did well enough to afford him. Don't be cruel. So there is yeah. that. It yeah. got him that, but he's like sixteen when he did this. Just sure. I actually, just thought of a question. Sure. So he got fired from the <laughs> band, or he quit, depending on who you. Or choose. he quit. Did the other members of New Edition want him out of the <clears> band, <throat> or was it purely like their manage? You know, their their handlers. Uh, Based on uh, the greatest miniseries ever in the history of miniseries, <laughs> yeah. it seemed like they also, some of them were like, Bivens was kind of like, what the fuck? Because he yeah. was just wasn't showing up for shit. Yeah, it's just And like, he would come on stage and like, kind of, he didn't fuck off, but he just took the stage. Yeah. And they're like, dude, we're a band, we're a group, we're supposed to be doing this. He's the David Ruffin of yeah. New Edition. 100%. Yeah. And so we wouldn't kind of listen. So there are some guys that in the group that wanted him to stay, and then there's some that are just like, you're out. Do you think there was a point where they talked to him about it, and he said, ain't nobody come to see you, Bivens? <laughs> It'd be great if he did. <laughs> and they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, so saxophone. Sure. Oh yeah, he's like walking home from school no, with his book bag. School, yeah, they're all the 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 fly ronies at, yeah. at school. This is a through line with all of the new edition stuff, where like the girls are just like real regular looking. Yeah, because they're too young to be sexy. Yeah, so they're just like just keep them regular. Yeah, everyone's just real like cute and yep. normal looking. Yep. See, it's okay. Sure. Yeah. I remember. I distinctly remember when, because uh, this was the first single, I'm pretty sure, and it came out. I was like, "Oh, Bobby Brown," and I heard it. Even back then, I was like, "Ah, dude, you got some problems." <laughs> then "Girl Next Door" came out. I was like, "Ooh, that's better." So that's why actually, "Don't Be Cruel" is such a surprise because you didn't think he was going to be that great. Yeah, you're like, "Oh, he did this album. It's fine." Well, you need some songwriters and some producers behind you to get you there. Yes, exactly. Um. <laughs> Now, also, like, because of of your age, when New Edition were new, 
and in their early years, you would have been like 13, 14, yeah, right? Yeah, like 13, 14. And then later, when, when New Edition matured, yeah. and like Bobby Brown is doing Don't Be Cruel, you're a little older, but the music is also older. Right? Yes. But here... You are like 15 or 16, but this yes. is still kind of like teeny bopper shit. Yes. So were you sort of like, you kind of aged out of it? No, I you think still I aged it? out of it. I just thought it was like it not that good. Lame, yeah. It seemed a little lame because I was like, this feels like, it's 86, it feels like a throwaway 83 song. Yeah. It doesn't feel new and fresh where, like, don't be cruel. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Right. This well, is brand new. Jack Swing. This just feels kind of tired. Yeah. And it also feels like, okay, anybody can sing this song. Right. It's We've heard it before. We've heard it before, yeah. yes. And I also think he had to grow up a little bit in terms of his... Not in terms of being mature. I don't know if Bobby Brown ever no. grew up. In but. terms of, I think, like... Like, as soon as he started, it was, like, 18, 19. He really, like... I I know how to put on the charisma. Yeah, like he knew how to turn it on. Here he's kind of like it's raw charisma. It's raw charisma. Yeah. There's potential, but not. But this by Don't Be Cruel, you're like shit. Yeah. So yeah, I was kind of like when I saw this video too, like on BET. It's a little, like, it's a little like, flabby. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, he's wearing the Eddie Murphy, the Golden Child. Hat. <laughs> yes, he's wearing that hat. But a blue, but a blue one. Yeah. Which, what do you call those hats? I don't know. They're cool. I'm so cool. I, I could never, never wear, wear one. one. <laughs> <laughs> never. But don't you go? God, I love it. Yeah. It looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. Not for you, white guys. It's never Not gonna for work. You, don't, geeks. don't, don't, uh, don't take this. Yeah. Don't do this. Not for yeah. you. Nope. Not for you. But it's cool. Looking. Like, even the video, you're like, mm, this board is kind of... Everything about it is just kind of like, lays a wet fart. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. You know I love you, but come on. But I'm looking at the hat now, and all I can think of is, I w- 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 want the knife. <laughs> Give me the knife. Please. <laughs> um, I just noticing the uh, graffiti in the background with the names like, Smooth B, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> also this- going to say, also going to say... Song's too long. Too long because That's four minutes. This past minute has it's just, just been the I same. need a girlfriend. Yeah, it's like, the same. Yeah, you could have stopped. Lopped this a, a whole minute off of this. Yeah. yeah. Again, not great. It's not that for me. It exists out of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't have the context for the fact that like, oh, it's 1986 and this sounds like three years ago, yeah. and so it sounds tired. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is just like an 80s pop ballad. It's. No better or worse than any song like this. It but feels very disposable yeah. to me, and uh, as opposed to like "Don't Be Cruel" and stuff. Yeah. And here's what's here's the thing too. Basically, this album—not that it was uh, an embarrassment or tank—it's mm-hmm. not really mentioned. Yeah, yeah, it's like non-canon. It, yes, non-canon. <laughs> like they don't even like. I saw him in concert. He didn't play this. In, he didn't play any of that in concert. It's they kind of just ignore and be like, yeah, that yeah. was just a little experiment. Like even he doesn't like it. It was yeah. just a quick like, ooh, this is embarrassing. He's been kicked out of New Edition. We need to make a solo album real quick to make it seem like it was his choice. Yes. So we can this. point to it and say, oh, Bobby wanted to go out on his own and do a solo album, and he just had this inside him, and he had to get it out. Yeah, this is his dream. You right. Know? Yeah, yeah. No, they just kind of cobbled it together, and then Don't Be Cruel came out, which yeah. is really the which thing. is eighty eight. Eighty eight. Yeah. Yeah. So just two years later. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, the the difference between that and Don't Be Cruel only being two years is wild because crazy. Yeah, in sound, in but it wasn't until '87 that Teddy Riley invented New Jack Swing, exactly. right? So, yeah. oh, thank God, thank yeah. God for all of us. <laughs> but speaking of New Jack Swing, oh fuck yeah! I know oh. this is late period New Jack where you're like, it doesn't count as New Jack, but uh, like, no, this is New Jack. AB, ABC is New Jack. Oh fuck yeah, it's AB. We played ABC Aisha for the boy band episode. Oh, it wasn't on the New Jack Swing episode? No, I think it was the boy band episode. Okay. And uh I, I was love Aisha. Aisha's actually this is playground. Yeah. Which is good. Aisha just slaps. Yeah. I mean but Aisha is just poison sung by yes. eight year olds. This is a ridiculous song. <laughs> playground? Do you know Playground? I, is th- this is also on Coolin' at the Playground, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is literally them talking about the playground. I mean, Aisha's like that. Aisha has a verse where they talk about going on a date with Aisha, and what they do on the date is play Nintendo <laughs> and eat cereal. Yeah. <laughs> they are children. Yeah. These aren't even teens. I mean, yeah. they're so I don't, young. I don't know what the age range of all the kids in, in Another Bad Creation is, but like... The youngest ones seem like they're like six and seven, like yeah. really young. They kids. seem super, super young. Yeah, these are so these that's are all they these know. are little boys. Yeah, this band. and they're like fucking cool. Oh, they're so badass. Yeah, ABC rules. Yeah, I mean, I call them. I know there's another band called ABC <laughs> from the eighties, but to well, me, too, ABC man. will always be short for another, another bad, bad creation, creation, which is a great, yeah. great acronym. Yeah. yeah, they're so young. That's an elementary school right there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just—I mean, that's like third, that's second or third yeah. grade. It looks yeah, like, like third, yeah. fourth, fifth grade. No, not even fifth. It's like third, fourth. Can <laughs> we get a whole skit? Yeah, he shoves a peanut butter sandwich in her face. Who's responsible for all this? Who's this? Who's this square? This square white guy. I thought it was going to be Mike Bivens at first. That would be cool. <laughs> this is crazy. Oh. oh, so good. Yeah, it's just children doing DVD songs. Exactly. Like, he gets but, it. But, sure, it works. Here's the thing. So, yeah. another bad creation has been misbehaving in class. So uh-huh. they gave put straight jackets and hung on hooks. It's problematic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on. Especially, yeah, it's it's not a great look. Yeah, but. Oh, that song is now, so good. Again, given the age difference between you and me, when this yeah. came out, you're 2021. 20, 2021. Were you able to listen to this openly, or was it sort of like, it's too corny because no. they're kids? We or... all, I mean, we like people knew Aisha and were like, okay, this is ridiculous, but it's fucking good. Because from my perspective, they're my age. Yes. So I'm a little kid too when this comes out. So it's like, oh, they're our peers. So this is just like cool music for us to dance yeah. to and stuff. I can see that. But I, I wondered if like as 20-year-olds, you were like, what's this like this weird kitty shit? But, well, but it is undeniably good. It is undeniably good. I was in college. Yeah. And of course, in the theater department. So no one listened to this except me. Yeah, um, that's right. That's they right, you were an outlier was, anyway. They knew Aisha, and I think they were like, ah, Aisha's kind of good, it's yeah. kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, so it wasn't really tough. I mean, I bought this fucking album. Sure. I literally bought this album. <laughs> I did not care. I didn't, but there was a, a, a girl on my street who had it. Oh. A cassette of it. Oh, yeah. and these are really the only two good songs. 
but they're I mean, they're the only two I know. Yeah, the same. And, they didn't uh, do anything afterwards. And it's like, how many times have I listened to Aisha compared to how many times have I listened to Playground? It's like, oh, a yeah. thousand to one. Yes. <laughs> Aisha's definitively better. Yeah. Oh, they're so cool, though. Yeah. I don't even think they had a second album. I'm not even sure. I think maybe they did, and it was it was just nothing. Yeah. Turned into, or, like... Yeah, I don't remember. I, we talked about it when we talked about them before, yeah. and I think it was a thing where they just kind of got older, yeah. they were always threatening to reunite and do another thing. Yeah. Was, yeah. Remember having tags... I mean, I never did this, but the whole thing of like, we're going to keep the price tag on our clothes. I didn't know that that was the thing that early. I didn't know. I just remember it now. Yeah. Just watching them. <laughs> it's so good. They're good. They've got yeah, swag. Good. They're, he's, the kid's a good rapper. They can dance. I yeah. mean, like they have a lot of charm. More than like a lot of adults. Yeah. But is it five of them or six of them? It's five. Five. But I think that's the thing, too. It's like, where are you going to go from here? Like, you're going to be like a late teen, and you're just, it's, part of this is that they're young, so there's a cuteness factor. I'm like, right. oh, look at these dudes, they're fucking cool. That's the trap, is yeah. like, if, when you start as a true child star, mm-hmm. and, and your, your hook is that you're cute. Yeah. By the time you're a teenager and you're not cute anymore, even though you're only a teen, it's like you're too old. Yeah, ooh, go away. We like, yeah, we liked you when you were a cute little kid. Yeah. We don't want to see you post puberty. Like, because them acting as badasses here is like, oh, that's kind of funny. Look at them; they're really awesome. Yeah. And in the 1920s, you're like, oh, what are you doing? And also, it's like, well, there's a million bands like you. There's exactly. Like, you're just you, a boy just band. Like okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's such a trap to. Yeah. Uh, to be that young and yeah. it's not fair but again like with Leif Garrett it's like I don't know what any of these kids are up to now no none idea. of them like ever broke through and no. had a career but uh, wherever they are I hope they're all happy yeah. and healthy I hope and, they're doing and, well and, uh, yeah, I don't think any of them were like doing. oh I, I don't know any of them who is like a big time producer right. or a music guy but but you also never heard the opposite like ooh this one got into drugs real bad and destroyed himself this one died yeah Yeah, so so there's they just sort of disappeared but I hope they're all fine I hope they disappeared into normals yeah yeah Uh, All right, now we're gonna go back to me okay moving forward a few years into 1992 right. this is gonna get real weird okay yeah so this is an artist named Jordi he is French Jordi Lemois Lemois but but when the record came out, he went just by Jordy. Okay. Possibly because when he recorded this song, he was four years old. Shut up. And he still holds the record for the youngest artist in the world to have a number one hit on any chart. This song went to number one in France and was number one there for 15 weeks. That's insane. In the fall of 1992. French people. Uh, this is Jordy. This song is called De 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 Trois Bébé, which means bebe. it's hard to be a baby. Oh, hard, hard baby. Yes, and this is baby. this is a fucking house music song with rapping by a four-year-old French boy. I can't wait for this. 
I thought it was gonna be some cutesy thing. If it's fucking house, I can't. Well, wait. it's like a house beat, but it's very cutesy. Okay. It is what you're expecting. But what's interesting about the clip is this is a live performance at the World Music Awards oh in '92 God. or '93. So there's all these superstars in the audience. This this little boy gets up on stage and he's dancing, but he's dancing like a fucking five year old would. Like it's quote unquote dancing. He's just sort of going he's wild going spaz. and clearly lip syncing because he's too young to be performing live. Yeah. So he's lip syncing, but he's just sort of like just doing that thing where he's like opening and closing his mouth and sort <laughs> of like just just sort of like spaz dancing. Yeah. And he's really cute, but this song is annoying as shit. And it's like, yeah, of course it was a hit in France. Of course, French. But 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 the camera cuts to the audience a lot, and you're going to see some big big stars reacting in lots of different oh, ways. To, this is going to be great. To Jordy, Jordy, it's hard to be a baby. And the song's in French, so you're not going to yeah. know what what it means. But the 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 chorus is just it's hard to be a baby, and the verses are like things his mommy says to him, like "Don't eat that, don't touch that, don't do this, don't do that." <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> And then also, he has backup dancers. And they're not sexy, but they are all women. Are they adults? They're adult women. Okay. And they're not, like, dressed sexy. They're not dancing sexy. But I'm just like, what a weird gig for these women. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, it pays, so... I hope it did. Yeah. Okay. I saw David Copperfield. Because Whitney Houston is already like, this is adorable. Oh, it is kind of house-like. Yeah, there's David Copperfield. Oh, he is spazzing out. <laughs> there's Prince. Oh, Prince is just like trying not to laugh. They cut to Whitney so many times. Oops, I backed it up. So many times because she is clearly the, the most like... What is happening here? No, no, no. The opposite. Oh, like, is she in love with it? She thinks that he's adorable. Okay. She clearly thinks it's the cutest thing she's ever seen. Some other people are just like, what <laughs> the fuck is this? This is our world. But uh, Whitney loves it, and I'll just reveal, Kenny G seems to love it. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to see this. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, there is David Cohen. Yeah. It's a pretty standard house beat. Yeah, yeah standard house beat, yeah. yeah. Prince with my day. Prince did sort of smile a little. Yeah. Oh my god. Have you ever heard this? No, this is a nightmare. <laughs> Michael Hutchins Michael is like, Hutchinson. he's sort of like nodding his head a little bit. Like, okay. No. The backup, Kylie Minogue. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah. All the backup dancers are terrible. But they're not even really not even dancing. dancing, they're just sort of shuffling. They're like but, models. Yeah. They're definitively models. Look at him getting right into the camera. Yeah, he's cute. He's a cute little kid. Whitney's just like, look at this kid. Whitney loves it. Whitney Houston is thrilled. I think it's like, I might be your mother. Oh my god. I think the dancers are a little embarrassed. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But they need it again. Yeah. Number one for 15, 15 weeks. 15 weeks. Nearly four months of being number one. European flight. My god, Kenny Kenny's like, this kid's got it. Alan. Now there's a there's that thing where he, he goes out to the audience and kiss that man, and I really hope it's his dad. Oh, please be dad, <laughs> and not like his producer yes, or his manager. Yeah. I wonder what happened to this kid. 
I, again, I have no idea, but I hope he's fine. Yeah, I hope he's well. He's I, really cute. He's a cute this, kid. But this good music really. is a nightmare, but he's this, a cute little kid. He's a little blonde, toe-headed yeah, little kid. He's a cute, cute little kid. kid. The, the song's terrible. The dancers are yeah. Him getting into the camera is great. Yeah, that's cute. I and mean, he's just like, no fear. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Kenny, Kenny G like, is yep. just smiling and laughing. Kenny's like, this kid's gonna be around forever. Again, at three minutes and 26 seconds, this is too long. This should have been a two minute. But, uh, but yeah. Good for him. He had an international hit. I mean, I didn't. And, and he still holds the record. I mean, that's a long ass record. This is 93. Yeah. I don't know how high it charted in the U.S. I mean, I don't think it. This, there's no way this went anywhere in the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> well, it might have been like a someday, dance chart, yeah. maybe. It sucks, but yeah. but he's cute. Yeah. Ah, baby. It's hard to be a baby. <laughs> oh my god. And him dancing is real funny. Oh good. Because he can't dance because he's just no, a little kid. He's like just a little kid. He has no coordination. <laughs> Whitney. Whitney's great. Whitney is now kinda like, he's still cute, but this song is too long. Whitney's like, okay, wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. He's cute. We're done. Oh, yeah. that is sad. That last ending dance pose where they all the models just point to him. Yeah. Ew. That like he's clearly like he's having some fun, but like I'm weirded out by the dancers because all I can think of like is the context of this being a gig for them, and then just like what are they thinking while they're doing? Yes, and they actually had to practice that. Yeah. Oh. To practice it. No, someone said just like. The kid can't dance. Just go out there and sort Do of... Do thing. And then once the song ends, yeah. just point to him with both your hands. Yeah. Yeah, it was real low budge. Yeah. But, like, I love the... Look at that kid, no matter what he's doing now, like, got to perform that for Prince. Prince, Prince saw, saw this saw kid perform. Yes. Yes. Prince watched that. Prince was live there for And him. Whitney Houston watched it and mm-hmm. loved it. And the G-Man. So good for Jordy Lemoyne. I mean, what else are other four-year-olds doing at and this And he time? still holds the record for the youngest artist with a number one hit. Remarkable. And how can you break that record? I, do, I mean, you can't. I don't know Four how. years old. You're not even verbal before yeah. that. So, so I don't know if that'll yeah. ever be broken. So thank you, France? Yeah. <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> I guess... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it would have been one thing if it hit number one for one week. It's like, ah, oh, the kid hit number one. It's Good a fluke. The kid got a record. Number one for 15 weeks. 15 weeks. In France. I'm sure at like three weeks, they must have been like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> and then at 12 weeks, they're like, what's going on? Yeah. We didn't even mean to do this. Yeah. But like, I just, I never heard this before I found it, but I wanted, I said, I want to see who the youngest. Mm-hmm. Artist to have a hit is. I looked that up, Jordy and then I found Lamont. this video, and I was like, "Holy shit! Wow, <laughs> nightmare fuel." So good for Jordy. Good for Jordy. I hope he's good. He would be thirty-three. Wow, still young. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, it's not good. <laughs> Let's be honest. This is not a good song. Yeah. No. no. Uh, okay. Here's another one of mine. Also in the 90s, just a couple years later, we're going to skip ahead to 94, 95. This is a band from Australia who I'm sure you remember because this was a big, big hit. Already? Uh, But these are teenagers. Okay. Can you remember a band in the 90s made up of Australian teenagers? What year was this you said this was? 94. 
94 Australian teenagers. I will tell you that the song was a number one on the modern rock chart, a number one on the album rock tracks chart. And this song was the most played song on U.S. modern rock radio in 1995. 95? Is it Silverchair? It is Silverchair. Hey! With Tomorrow. All right. Fuck yeah, Silverchair. But this is, yeah, like, Silverchair got dunked on when they came out for being, like, little Nirvana wannabes, which is exactly what they were. Yeah, which is fine. But also they were 15. Yeah. And they were doing... Second wave grunge better than a lot of bands. Oh, yeah. This is a good song. They're better than Creed. Hell yeah, they're better yeah. than Creed. And Daniel Johns, the lead singer, like, he's still a, a star in Australia mm-hmm. and, like, went on to... He's still a musician. Oh, that's cool. I don't think, like, Silverchair never had another big hit. Daniel Johns is not a household name in the U.S. Yeah. But he is in Australia. He's a, he's a star. Which is great. I've always loved this song. I still think it's great. I think it's remarkable that they were as young as they were. I didn't. It didn't hit me how young they actually. Yeah, they were fifteen when they recorded this. Wow. But I found a, a performance of Tomorrow from the MTV Awards from 1995. So this is them playing it like oh. live out outside Radio City Music Hall, like in front of like outside on the street. Oh yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a big deal. Yeah. And it's like they sound great, even with this like live version. It's like they're good. They're good. Yes, it's second wave grunge, so it's like... So and when you watch the video, I watch the music video too, and it's such a corny, like, by-the-numbers alternative video where, like, there's a guy wearing, like, a pig mask. Uh, and just, like, you know, grainy shots of random things. But when you're a teenager, you're also like, yeah, that's fucking cool. Yeah, and again, because of my age, I'm only a couple <laughs> years younger than them, so I was like, oh, this is, this is rad that this these is kids me. are doing this. Yeah. yeah, They're still older than me by a couple years, but... I still like this song. Yeah. And again, uh, most played mo- modern rock song of 95. 95. It was everywhere on the radio. It was. I haven't heard this song in so long. They've got the look down. Uh, they do. And it's a, it's a well-written song. I don't remember them being this young, too. Yeah. Because <laughs> now I look at them like, you guys are children. Yeah. Yeah, unfairly dunked on because you're like, dude, they're fucking teenagers in a rock band. Yeah, what do you and want? It's derivative, but they're young. They're not. What, yeah, they're they, not going to be that gonna, original yet. Yeah, they're not going to be experimental and pushing the boundaries of new songs. The fact that they're doing this and fucking front of music hall is huge. But it really was the beginning of like people were really over grunge by now. That's and, what it is. Yeah. They were done with grunge and they're like, oh look at these guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember this. God, they look so grunge. Yeah. Wow. But they're doing it well. Dude, really. I mean, they all. Everyone is playing their part. Yeah. And they look cool. They do look fucking cool. That's why I thought they they were older because they just looked cool. Yeah. No, they they even for fifteen, you're like, oh, they look like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, they look way young now. Babies. But Daniel Jones already has a great voice. Yeah. I mean, they're very put together for a teenage band. Like, they're like, they're not a hot mess. Right. The drummer, fuck. Yeah. The kids got pipes. Yeah. Is this a, they're a full piece? 
three. Three, three. Okay. Uh, they're just, they're being Nirvana. Yeah. They're, they yeah. are. They really are. They're being Nirvana. Yeah. In look, if not sound. Yeah. They sound a little bit more like your, your Stone Temple yeah. Pilots or your uh, Soundgarden. I wonder if people were also pissed off because by now Nirvana, uh, uh, Kurt Cobain had died. Yeah, I wonder if that played and into like, it. they're like, oh, fuck you guys for trying to... Because it's almost, like, disrespectful. Yeah. Like, oh, you think you're going to take his place or yeah. something? Yeah. I, I wouldn't put any of that on that. Yeah. People are stupid. Uh, there was a great... I saw something about a review. I think it was David Frick in Rolling Stone said something like, yeah, they're derivative, but they're better than fucking Bush. Or <laughs> like, he, like, t- he took a shot at Bush to defend Silverchair, and I'm like, yeah, I'm very here for that. You know what? He's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. He's fucking not wrong. Yeah. I take this over Bush. Yeah. Yeah, even at 15, I just feel like, yeah, Daniel Johns is clearly a star. Yeah. Now, did they come other... When did they break up as Silverchair? Do you remember? I don't know. They, they had... Another couple. I remember vaguely another song or two from them. Probably put out a few more albums. I think maybe they had more as big a hit as this was in the U.S. I think they had more staying power in Australia. Yeah, where so from. maybe they had a few more bigger albums. Yeah. I mean, for young kids, this has got to seem like a huge deal. Yeah. This is just as good as, as any other alternative song of, yeah. of 94, 95, and better than most. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm sure they're stoked to be like, okay, we're playing MTV uh, Awards, and we're playing fucking outside on a roof. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Although, it being alternative, and it being the 90s, it wouldn't have been cool to acknowledge how cool it was. Exactly. It would have been like, oh, this is a corporate gig, and we're not actually about this, but... We're going to do it, but we don't like it. Yeah. The way... Actually, there are a couple of sellouts, really. Yeah. The lead singer, what's his name? Daniel Johns. Daniel is dressed like every guy I knew in 1995. Yeah. That is the look. Yep. They've all got cool long hair. Yeah. T-shirt and some random shirts. Yeah. Wow. I love that song, man. It That's just a takes, good song. takes me back. It's a terrible song. Yeah, yeah. They just they didn't get taken seriously because they were young, and that's not fair. Because if they were just if they were twenty two, it just would have been. It still would have been like a one hit wonder. That, yes. That's middle of the road, but but they wouldn't have been dunked on as much. I Had think. they been that age in the first wave of grunge, maybe they would have gotten a little more love. Because like, oh, look at these right. fucking kids breaking through with the new yeah. sound. But how could they have? It it's was impossible. a sound that got created in Seattle, and it would have yeah. had to find its way to the mainstream before they could have discovered it. Yeah, exactly. Because there was a time when grunge was like a regional, a specific yeah. Seattle scene thing. And it's like, okay, they're children, but they absorbed this and interpolated it and did it really well. Yeah. And which why would you take shots at why, them? Yeah, that? why take fault with doing something well that someone else has done? Who gives a Because it was the nineties and it was the peak of like it was every, being ironic and rejecting everything. Yeah. And, and I am here for that to a certain extent, but it's like why pick on kids yeah. for being derivative? Exactly. Especially where, when they're so talented. That's all that kids do anyway is yeah. be derivative of what they know. That's how you get there. Yeah. You have to copy shit first. Let them have it. Yeah. Agree. 
So I love Silverchair. I think Tomorrow's a great song. Yeah, I remember and, that song. and even that performance. Like That's a good you performance. know, sometimes the studio cut is great, and then you see a band perform it live, and you're like, yeah, it sounds like shit. They can't recreate it. No, that was good. They could have sounded like shit, and you're like, well, what do you want? They're teenagers. Yeah. They're gonna suck. Yeah. They sounded fucking great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. This next one is yours. Oh fuck yeah! It is, is this late nineties or early two thousands? This late is 90s. late nineties. Yeah. This is maybe ninety. This is actually no no no. This might be like. 95, 96 again. Oh, that early? Yeah. Now, see, the first time I heard of this person, I heard of her from a television sitcom. Oh, that's how... See, I never watched that because I was too you, old. You never watched what? Moesha. Oh, I'm not talking about Moesha. You're talking about... I don't know what you're talking I about. can't remember the name of it. Oh, yes. Thea. Oh, yeah. Thea. Oh. Thea was a, a on comedian the, on the UPN. Yeah, they built a. I don't even know if it was UPN yet. It might have been too early. For, it came out in like '94. Yeah, uh, it was on for one season. I don't mm-hmm. think it was a hit. It was a comedian, a comedian yeah, who I'd there. never heard of before or after this sitcom. Mm-hmm. But they just built a sitcom around her where she was like a single mom yeah. with a couple of kids. And Brandy played yeah. one of her kids. Brandy played one of her kids. I don't know why I watched that show. I watched all nine episodes or whatever. Because it was on TV. Yeah, because it was on TV and I was 11. Yeah. Or 12. And uh, and then a little while later, Brandy started having pop hits. And I was like, oh, it's that girl from Thea. What is she doing? I know her. Yeah. Yeah, let me tell you. Never watched a minute of Moesha, but I remember Thea. Never, that's so weird. Yeah, that is so funny. Yeah, never watched Moesha ever, but just heard a lot of Brandy in yeah. ninety five, ninety six. And she became a huge, huge pop star. And uh, her first album is fucking killer. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I still have it. I, I mean, again, at this time, I was listening to alternative and rock, yeah. and I, I never. Got into Brandy as a... I remember, like, The Boy Is Mine, because uh, that was such With a huge Monica. Yeah, With that Monica. was after. Yeah. This one album had uh, um, I Want to Be Down. I remember that one. It had Baby Baby. Mm-hmm. And it had this one, Best Friend. This one I don't remember. This By I, name. It's a little deeper cut, and this yeah. is why I played it. Also because Ray J's in it. That's right, because they're brother and they're, sister. They're brother right? and sister. Yeah. And he's tiny in this. He's a little kid. I never heard of Ray J until the Kim Kardashian tape and and barely since, although there was a reality dating show, Bachelor style, built around him on VH1 in the late 2000s. But uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that he was Brandy's brother. Brandy's brother. That is Brandy's brother. Yeah. They do. He's in this and they do a great. I think this song is about him. Oh. They do a great dance break in this. It's fucking great. The dancing in this is amazing. Yeah. Big fan of this. uh, Deep cut. And then, uh, of course, she killed someone with her car, didn't she? <laughs> Did she? Yes, I believe she caused a car accident yeah. where someone died. Yes, one of those. But she was like, I mean, she's still doing stuff now, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, she's still around. She's, yeah. not, she's not cancer. But like... Was that Ray J, that, that little kid yeah. with the with the Kangol? Yeah, that's Ray J. This sounds great. This is very Such 90s. 90s yeah. R&B. Uh, she was so cool. Like I, when I heard this album, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna. She's gonna be an R&B star forever." Yeah. It was so well composed. It didn't sound teeny boppy at all. Like this doesn't sound like. No, like, it sounds like '90s R&B. Yeah. Like it sounds. It could be TLC or or exactly. uh, Tony Braxton or. Yeah, the production is just great. Yeah. 
Now this course is coming up, so let me see if you probably not. Okay, here we go. Because even the bigger hits, I'm vaguely okay. Yeah, this isn't familiar, but oh, okay. Yeah, this is definitively about him. But it is also sort of like ge- I don't want to say generic, but it it's sounds like many. Yes, it's a, so it, it's. I can't say I've never heard it yeah. before, but it sort of blends in. This is, you might have heard this a year ago at uh, CBS. Right. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, okay. And not even realized it was brand new. Well, this is a little cool for CBS. Yeah, that's you true. Know? That's true. If I heard this at CBS, I'd be like, oh, CBS getting funky. CBS is, I'm going to come here more often. Yeah. <laughs> I, I played the group. crap out of this album. Yeah. It was so good. So how old was she? She's 16. 16? Okay. Yeah. And just again, one of those like, oh, she's 16, just dripping with charisma. Yeah. yeah. Like, just knows how to perform already. Yeah. It is good. I do really enjoy this. I struggled with which song to put on from this album. <laughs> so I, but I, I went, went I'm glad cut. you picked a, a, it's a single, but a bit of a deeper cut. Yeah, a little bit of a deeper cut. Also, the video is also very by the numbers. Oh, like, it's so by the numbers. Yeah. Is we've got the black and white shots of her yes. dancing alone, and then the color shots. The color of, shots. Which looks very much like the What a Man video to me. Yes, it does. I think, because What a Man became first, and they're like, let's just use some elements from What a Man. Yeah. Yeah. This is very 90s. Yeah. I get very nostalgic looking at this. Yeah, me too. I mean, this is my childhood, man. Even though this song specifically doesn't connect with me, it's so of its just time that it's still, yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's a, it's a guy in a vest with no shirt. I mean, that's 90s as fuck. Yeah. I, yeah, I still listen to this to this day. Yeah, this is, uh, this fits into what I very vaguely call, like, this is good, like, Sunday afternoon music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, look how young Ray J is. Yeah, he's a, he's a boy. This is like... No, I would never do a sex tape <laughs> with Kim Kardashian. Yes. I mean, when he made a sex tape with Kim Kardashian, he was the most famous person. Yeah. In the video. Oh yeah. Don't forget that. That's what's even crazier. Yeah. She was just. Oh, Ray J had sex with Paris Hilton's assistant. <laughs> yeah. Was what it was. Yes. But right. she was so hot. Yes. That she became the yes. most famous person in the and world. Was like, of oh, it. her dad defended OJ. Yeah, that too. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, here he's just a and her, and her stepfather at the time was Bruce Jenner. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, the two of them together dancing is really actually pretty great. Yeah. Like, he probably could have gone on to something kind of big. He had well, he, like, he sang music, too. right? Yeah. He has album. Yeah. Yeah. Sound like such an old man. Like, Ray J made music, did Ray? Ray J was a musician-type yeah. person. Made albums that the yes. kids liked. They liked him. Yeah, I was not into this at the time. Oh, yeah. I was just... Oh, Brandy was too big a star for me to not know who she was. Yeah. I wasn't listening to it. Oh, full on. I was I was, uh, I was. was waiting to... Okay, for our last clip, mm-hmm. we're going to flash forward to... 2021. No. Yes. What? This is a band I became aware of a couple of months ago when everyone else became aware of them. Because of a, a clip that uh, found its way to social media. Okay. Because this band performed at the L.A. Library. That's the only venue they're old enough to get into. 
where they did a punk rock song called Racist Sexist Boy uh, that like went viral. Okay, I wonder if I've seen Although I found out that like it was a couple years ago that they opened for Bikini Kill. Oh, In Hollywood. I mean, that's pretty big. This is a band called the Linda Lindas. Have you heard of the Linda Lindas? I want to say yes, but I don't think so. They are aged 9, 12, 13, and 15. Oh my God. Uh, They are uh, Asian Latina tweens and teens from Mm -hmm. here in LA who formed a punk band and they're awesome (laughs) they've covered Bikini Kill they've covered The Muffs you know how I feel about The Muffs yes I know you love The Muffs Uh, and they did this song Racist Sexist Boy where the the drummer who's the nine year old or ten now told this little story she was and it was happened during COVID where she said something like something about how some boy in her class told her like his she said like his dad told him not to talk to me because I was Chinese and I had the the virus or something like that. So we wrote a song about him called Racist Sexist Boy. <laughs> Good and, and it's like this fucking thrashy punk song. Wow. And well, I didn't pick that one for the clip though because that's the viral clip mm-hmm. and check it out if you haven't seen it but a lot of people have seen it. I picked a song from that library performance. Mm-hmm. Um which is an original song of theirs that I think is really good. Because they've got an EP out. Oh, okay. And they're great. So this is a song called Never Say Never. That I, I, like. I love the name The Linda Lindas. Yes, The Linda Lindas is a great... It reminds me of, like, The Donnas. Yeah. You know, which was another... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All-girl teen band like this is. Yeah. Uh, but they are very young and very punk, and I think they're great. So this is the Linda Linda's doing Never Say Never at the L.A. Public Library a few months ago. Uh, the L.A. Public Library, by the way, is stunning. Yeah. Oh, my God. What are you, oh, my God? They're just, they're so young. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're children. Yeah. Like, the oldest is 15. Yeah. They, wow. they all take turns. Some of them, they all sing certain songs. The one singing this song, I think, is the eldest. Okay. 15-year-old. Uh, and the I drummer mean, is the youngest. This is literally, they're roughly the same age as Theo and Miller. Which is just crazy yeah. to yeah. think about. Crazy. This is just a great uh, power pop song. This is this a is, great power pop yeah. song. This is good. And it's an original that they wrote. I'm like, okay, they've got... They get it. They've got songwriting chops. They they get the music, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this isn't just noise. Like, they sound young because their voices are young. Yeah. But, like, this is a song that I would listen to. This is a good song. The music does not sound young. Their right. voices sound young. Yeah. I love that they're at the frickin' L.A. library. Yeah. That's hysterical. The nine-year-old drummer is wearing a Bikini Kill t-shirt. Wow. They're cool as fuck. Like, I... So I say, like, yeah, it's rock is for kids. Let them yeah. do it. Let I mean, them take it. Is. Yeah. Let them do this. It's not... It shouldn't be for me. I'm yeah. a nearly 40-year-old man, but, like... I cheer on these kids. No, doing, like they're doing it really doing. well. Yeah. It's you're applauding them for doing it, but also applauding them because they're doing it right. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent, they're doing it right. Because there's a way. It's like Jordy is like, oh look, the little boy's doing yeah. his song, and isn't it cute? Yeah. And it's like a novelty, but it's like, no, no, no. These chicks rule. 
also because they're also all four of them are kind of nerdy. Yes. Oh, so yeah, it yeah, actually yeah. makes it better. They're not like trying to be glamorous. Right. Or they're not the. They're not like the cool girls. They are very like. It's the spirit of Riot. Girls. Yes. They've got. They've got. Yeah. They formed because they wanted to form and yeah. be a group. But you can tell they're a little. You know, I don't. I want to be careful. They're a little gawky and, and geeky, like you said. But yeah. like, yes, they're cool punk rock chicks. Yeah, but that lends to the vibe, which I yeah. think is cool. Exactly. And also in a fucking library. Come on. Let's just watch That's the racist, so sexist cool. point clip because I do want you to see how like punk they can. Get I do want to see this because th- if this is the th- I never saw this. So if this is the thing that made them, I want I want to see this. Racist, yeah. sexist boy library. A little while before we went Oh my to god. <laughs> so young. It is very cute, but like they're also badass. Yeah. A little while before we went into lockdown, a boy in my class came up to me and said that his dad told him to stay away from Chinese people. After I told him that I was Chinese, he backed away from me. Eloise and I wrote the song based on that experience. This is about him and all the other racist, sexist boys in this world. <laughs> you are fucking awesome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, dude. This is amazing. Yeah. They're fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And now the bass player sings this one. Good on them. Also, yeah. good on their parents for being like, yeah, make that song. 100% make that song. Yeah. Uh, now the drummer singing the, this part. I'm so impressed with them. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. And they're only going to get better. Oh, 100%. <laughs> if they stick together, they're going to be great. Yeah. I mean, they've got, they got a deal on Merge Records. Um, wow. Apparently, when they opened for Bikini Kill, and I don't know how Bikini Kill discovered them, because yeah. they, they opened for Bikini Kill in 2019. So 2019? Was, yeah, that was even a couple of years ago. Wow. They're even younger. And Amy Poehler was at the show uh-huh. and had them do a couple songs for the soundtrack of some movie that she put oh, together. Oh, yeah, it was a movie, a Netflix movie that was on this year. Moxie? Yeah. 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 Yep. They did, that's where they did a bikini, they did Rebel Girl by Bikini Girl, wow. and they did a, a Muff song for the soundtrack for that. So they, they're already, like, on their way. They're, yeah. they're doing fine. Yeah. They're good on them. I hope they are, like, protected from all the... Yes. Record label bullshitty Bullshit, things, because yeah. they are little kids. But, yes. Yeah, but... And speaking of little kids, that's literally as a parent, the first thing that came to my mind was like, oh, they played a Bikini Kill concert? What time did the concert start? Yeah. <laughs> because they're young, and did they get home late and were yeah. tired and cranky the next morning because they're still kind of little kids, Yeah, and they must have been exhausted. You know what? Even if the show started at fucking 11 p.m., when your eight-year-old who has a punk band says like, Hey, uh, Kathleen Hanna invited us to open for Bikini Kill in Hollywood. Can we, Mom? You say yes. <laughs> well, if you're, if you're the cool parent, it's it's literally a once in a lifetime. I mean, like, it's not like it's we're gonna go on tour with yeah. Bikini Kill. Well, that was like, a different thing. Can we play one show? It's like, yeah, it's just we'll call in sick to school tomorrow. Yeah, you'll be fine. You can sleep late. Yeah, yeah. Wow, they're amazing. 
That's fucking great. Yeah. Racist, sexist, boys. So I saw it on Twitter a couple months ago. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. 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 That's the right response for that. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, we planned child stars, uh, as an episode for the podcast a long time ago. Yes. Um, but I'm so glad we waited so that I could include the Linda Lindas. Had there been no pandemic, there would not have been this. We wouldn't have seen hey, this. Hey, thank God for COVID-19. Yay, COVID! It gave us the Linda. No, I don't yeah. wish that. Uh, but, but they're great. Yeah, that was they're cool. Great. Yeah. That was a fun episode. That was good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you suggested that that topic. So yeah, I think it was because we were doing. I don't even remember what we were talking about. Something we were doing it was, top five. We no, it was before it was that because we, we planned it pre-COVID. Yes, that's right. You, had, I think we'd seen we did a. I think it was based off talking about the Osmonds. Uh yeah, you know it was when we, when we did uh, not Little Green Apples, one bad apple. one bad apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, God, that was so long ago. Yeah, but that was a lot of fun. But that's the end of this episode of Music Raygun. Music Raygun is hosted and produced by me, Paul Champanelli. And me, Kirk Pinchon. Our theme music is by Bagweed, whose great music you can find on Bad on Bandcamp. His name is spelled B-A-G-W-E-E-D, and he's working on a new thing. And he promised me that he's like totally changing his sound. Wow. And he's doing something real new. But he's great. That's my friend Josh. That's I awesome. Like, I like his rapping. Yeah. Check out Bagweed. Uh, but that's it for this episode. So until next time, see ya!